When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They never make it easy, guys. It's never easy. But they still got the win. Welcome right. in to the winner's lounge. Not the loser's lounge. It's not a loser's lounge, which means, yeah. all in all, it's an okay night. It's an okay Let's night. Let's go. For OKC. Yes. An okay right night here. in OKC. Let's go. Welcome in, guys. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code DNVR when you sign up. Harrison Wind alongside Brendan Vote. How do you guys feel about third quarters? Ban them forever. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it'd be under their control. But a dub's a dub. Also joined by Eric. Oh, excuse me, Eric Weedham. Dude, a name so powerful it's hard to say. I couldn't even get it out. When I look over and the, the you have a look up in your face of pure disgust. Even though I know it's you're choking, it still feels personal. <laughs> <laughs> also joined by superstar Deb Johnson. I mean, uh, we're not in a, a loser's lounge, so oh, this yeah, is dude. a big win. You yeah, because they were. That was like really, really close to being a, a loss, a and that would have been loss. a horrible loss. Do you want to talk about your night right off the bat? Because we did get a Munder tonight. Munder was, was the, like the first thing that we called out on the. That night. was a like, bet we made pregame, and, it, an obvious bet, I think. And like it was the up, hit. up and downs in the game. Like it looked like at the half, it looked like it was like going to be good. Then that that third quarter came around, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if they're going to do that. <laughs> but then the Nuggets close them out. Um, the defense steps up at the end of the third quarter and goes into the fourth quarter and and takes them home. It did take them home. Nuggets get the win, 99-95. I tweeted that this was a pitiful effort. This was an awful effort, I thought, by Denver outside of, like, the first five minutes of this game where they looked really, really good. But the Nuggets do get the win. They're above 500. Things are okay. I want to start with the man of the night, an unlikely hero, one of the unlikeliest heroes that we've had this season, Austin Rivers comes off the bench to score 22 points. He's our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game, uh, which we'll get to in a second here. 8 of 13 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, only 2 turnovers, 1 assist. Do the Nuggets win this game without Austin Rivers, Brandon? Well, not a chance. Yeah, that's not that's not up for debate. Uh, really interesting to see Rivers go back to the bench. I know he closed this game, but back to the bench and play well again, where he actually has been consistently good for a while. The experiment with the starters went up and down. Yeah. Offensively, it was a disaster. But he goes back to the bench, hits some big shots, and then we do get to see that perimeter defense on, on um, 
on SGA tonight. Where look, there were some moments he got blown by. SGA's a good player. That's going to happen. All in all, he did a good job. So they don't win this game without Austin Rivers, who may have circled this game, fellas. I mean, I know it's been a minute, but March 28th, 2021, the Knicks trade him to the Thunder, and the Oklahoma City Thunder said, we don't need that. The Thunder, <laughs> and, and I don't know, man. I mean, Austin Rivers, he's been he's navigated a lot in terms of getting back into the league. Yeah. But I wonder if that was in the back of his mind tonight as he buried some threes. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Thoughts on Austin Rivers' night, Dev? The Nuggets absolutely do not win that game without Austin Rivers. And that was one of those games where I say, you know what? Malone might be smarter than I am. Because I was looking late in that game, and I'm like, why is Austin Rivers and Faku um, still in the game? Like, at, at this, like, point of the game. And then you go and look at the, the box score, and you see Austin Rivers made shots all game. But he's also played excellent defense. He's yep. played really good defense. Uh, he, he came out with three steals. Um, he had big shots. Um, on the first time that he wanted the shot, it wasn't like a lot of jab steps and the, the pump fakes that you typically see. Like, he made up his mind, and when he does that, he's really, really good. So, for Austin Rivers to do um, what he did on both sides of the floor and also just bring a lot of energy to the to the game and close out, that was a big game for him. Yeah, it's like you know why Austin Rivers was on the floor. We can talk about why Faku was still on the floor oh late. I think that one has a little bit of a question mark yeah. next to it. Even we'll, for we'll, me. we'll get into that, but... Austin Rivers, obviously, because he's shooting. He went 6-9 from 3 yeah. tonight. The Nuggets, as a team, went 13-36. So Austin Rivers pretty much had half of the Nuggets' three-point makes tonight. Dude, what is... Austin Rivers is so confusing. Is he not? Like, sometimes you get this Austin Rivers, you're like, oh, yeah. Man. I actually like, think he's not confusing at all, but <laughs> I, I do kind of see your point, though. But it's just... Like, you, you get this or you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you get... Not you get less than nothing. You get like an absolute negative on the squad. Or but then you have not. T yeah, tonight he was great. I was so beside myself when he was in the game late, and then he made really critical shots. He was the only one scoring. Um, I don't understand it. I it, but you know maybe Dev is right. Maybe Michael Malone is smarter than me. Well, I mean, who else could the Nuggets have really have turned to? Like Davon they, Reed. Well, I, my, my thought was that like why are why are they not rolling with the starting lineup? that was yeah. dominating at the beginning of the game. Why, why wouldn't you then also close with that? Moot point, doesn't matter. Sure, whatever, win. throw it out. Nuggets win. Austin Rivers uh, confounding, but also uh, sublime. It was also his defense too, guys. Yep. I mean, that's Malone. If, if Rivers is going to play well on an opposing star player, Malone will ride him. And so I think he's a player who has gone through Maybe identity crisis is strong, Eric, but figuring out who he is in the league has sort of been an adventure. He's like a little more talented than yeah. the roles he's ended up slotting in, but not yeah. quite consistent. That's and so it's been a thing that he's had to navigate. So again, off the bench in Denver, I've liked it this year. I do think he figured it out after that vague injury he kind of alluded to. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he's just a player that the consistency won't probably won't be there. Yeah, it's, it comes down to consistency, really. Um, you're not expecting him to go six of nine, you know, um, no. from the three-point line. You just you don't expect that. You don't expect him to just knock down every single shot that he takes in the game. Um, but you just want him to do something. You want him to get going in, in some type of way and also continue to be an irritant on the defensive end, continue to, like, change things. Um, for the opponents, like, you're not having to rely on Aaron Gordon to go and step in on an SGA because, you know, now you can have him in help side or now you can have him in different ways, and you don't want him, like, burnt out. So Austin Rivers' defense, that's something that actually has been, like, on the rise, and now his offense is starting – well, in this game, in this his game. offense started mm -hmm. to follow. So 
you have to ride the hot hand. So really, I, you know, you do have to give um, credit to Malone. Because if I was coaching, way on the end of the bench. Oh, yeah. I would have gone with four players. Only. <laughs> <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great night for Austin. And part of me feels good for him because he's talked about a lot that, like, look, I know I'm coming off the bench now. I know I've been, like, on the street without a job here within the last 12 months. I know that's my reality right now, but I want to get back to the point I was earlier in my career where, you know, maybe not a starter, but a 20, 25 minute per game guy off the bench like he was for the Clippers all those years and kind of his glory days. And he's really striving to get back to that. He wants that. I don't see that happening in Denver, but. You know, nights like tonight prove that he's a guy who can still get hot. And where the Nuggets are right now offensively, they need unlikely heroes, man. They need an Austin Rivers game. They need a Bones Highland game like they kind of got two nights ago against Sacramento. They need Jeff Green to have a random game here or there. It's just the spot the Nuggets are in and probably will be in for most of the season. They just they need these unlikely heroes to step up and deliver. That's what they got True. tonight. You'll take it, right? Take yeah. it from whoever gives it to you. Yeah. You guys brought this up, but his defense on SGA was definitely a storyline tonight because Shea Gilders Alexander murdered the Nuggets in that yep. matchup earlier this season. He killed Denver. Tonight, eight points for SGA, two of fourteen. Two of fourteen. From the field. <laughs> Rivers was on him a bunch. Aaron Gordon, of course, got the assignment from the opening tip. How impressive, Dev, do you think that Denver's defense was on on SGA tonight? I mean, they actually mundered in this game. And you go off of a game where SGA goes for a triple-double, you know, with 20, you know, 27 points. And then he goes into this game 2 of 14. That's that's really just like an all-in effort to try to slow them down. This Thunder team already is not that good, but when their best player – is you know being defended the way that they are and making those adjustments like that's that's big time um i like the way that they they tried to force the worst you know three-point shooting team in the league to shoot the three ball yeah um mm-hmm. a lot of help side defense a lot of um trying to give them different looks besides just letting him go off um in iso situations and also like we know how good of a a passer he is like for them to slow him down and to hold him to only eight points and you know the worst plus minus in the game that's that's major like that that's actually a a bigger win than actually just like anything else is the fact that they were able to slow down the opposing team's best player because we have not seen the type of guard that always kills them too the De'Aaron Fox of the world the Ish Smiths of the world the quick point guard who can get into the lane. Those guys always kill Denver, yep. but they held SGA down tonight. Some of it too, right? Like SGA just had a bad night. He he put some on the rim and left him there that he finishes off. He missed that easy one easy late one. that could have made this a real nail-biter. Yeah, pulled, pushed Even through more AG of a nail-biter. And, and left oh it on the God. rim. But I actually think <laughs> that's because Denver did a good job initially of, like he had to settle for some threes early. Only takes three in the game total, but they made it so hard for him that I think those like final seven misses were SGA pressing a little bit. I thought palpable, visible frustration from him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't play well, but you credit the Nuggets for you know putting it off on the right right note. Yeah. Uh, let's actually pivot to the guy who defended SGA because I thought this was a really interesting game for Aaron Gordon. Yeah, man. For a number of reasons. First off, you know you got to give him credit for the defensive effort. I mean, holding SGA to eight points on two of fourteen shooting, that's a great defensive effort. 
But offensively, Aaron Gordon was a no-show tonight. He was invisible out there. Two of nine, 0 of four from three, four points, six rebounds, two assists. And it's a big storyline to me because the Nuggets went with Jermichael Green in the starting lineup for a second straight game. And that made Aaron Gordon into like a a corner shooter tonight. He spent the entire night in the corner. And I didn't like it one bit. Um, I think they'll eventually go back to Jeff Green in the starting lineup, but... Jamichael Green playing in the dunker, playing around the rim, it moved Aaron Gordon out to the perimeter. I just didn't like it. I didn't like what it turned Aaron Gordon into. So I hope we don't see this starting lineup long term. Well, it, but the starting lineup was really good. At, at first quarter, it was. Third, third quarter third, was pretty bad. Well, that's the third quarter. Uh, they, like, anybody, <laughs> what, whatever you throw out there in the third <laughs> yeah, quarter, like, literally does not matter. <laughs> Could be the dream team. You'll doesn't take it matter. Out, yeah. yeah, no, they came out. They were like everyone was plus sixteen early. I, I'm with you. Though. I mean. Aaron Gordon is uh, another guy where you just don't know what you're going to get from him on a night-to-night basis, it seems. like it's His skill set should be transferable to any night he just decides to that he wants to turn it on. He should just yam it on fools like all the time. He should just go to the rim, which he does so infrequently. Tonight, like you say, J. Mike was filling that role. He was the one that was getting the thunderous dunks at the yep. rim. Um, and J. Mike played well. He did. He did. You're, yes, but like the, you absolutely do not want Aaron Gordon to be your right. corner shooter. He like nobody's scared of him out there. There's no gravity. Fuck, will mess up the spacing. Um, but like, why is he? It's is some part of that him. Like, well, I just think that you know Aaron Gordon's so good at getting that mismatch in the post. Yeah, and just playing bully ball down there. And when Jamichael Green is around the rim, I just don't think there's naturally that same amount of space. Yes. So I think it, some of it was a byproduct of that. Some of it was just Nuggets didn't really look to go to Gordon. Like, they could have moved Jamichael Green out and let Gordon go to work, but they just didn't. And some of this is Aaron Gordon, who for a second straight game, like, we have to acknowledge there was the hamstring issue and then the illness, which really seemed to be serious for AJ, although he played through it. So to me, it's two games in a row where he hasn't looked really super capable of inserting himself um, for four quarters at a time. And like burying yourself in the post on the mismatch is awesome, but that's exhausting, right? And so I think to me, it looked like a guy who was kind of just floating a bit out there and maybe could do with a game off. Of course, the Nuggets aren't in a position to give anyone a game off. But I thought it was the second straight game where that dynamic was definitely true with the starting lineup. You're right about that. But also some of it was like, all right, Gordon put the ball on the floor and drive, yeah. right? R- hustle and transition to get yourself a cross match and, and find yourself in the post. So I do I do think I'm watching his kind of energy level right now because it's waning a bit. I yeah. think that you, you bring up, like, the best point about it, uh, Harrison, with the fact that putting in Jermichael Green now puts a lot of other guys at different spots um, that they're not typically at. Uh, Aaron Gordon, for instance, he's a guy that he, he creates that mismatch and he gets an uh, undersized guy on him. Um, down there, and you would expect him to do it against a wing, but now you would have bad spacing. You would have, you know, Nikola Jokic as the center. You would have Jamichael Green now on the perimeter. No one's going to actually bite on that. So now you got like a lot of help side defense, and it puts everyone else at, at, at a disadvantage spot. Um, and then you have Aaron Gordon just sitting there uh, shooting threes. Um, so now when you when you think about those shifts now. Now, are they are they playing out a position where they don't know what they're supposed to do on the floor? So, like, Aaron Gordon's been a, a four the entire time. Does he know how to run plays as the three? Does Jermichael Green know how to run plays, you know, not at the big man spot? Because that's what he's been doing a lot of the time. So I think that now they're just 
improvising a lot of times. Um, Aaron Gordon's not a creative type of score. His is strength, his is athleticism. And now you're putting him at a spot at the three where you have to be a creative scorer. You have to be a playmaker. So I think that like, guys just know how to defend that. And it just puts him at, at a disadvantage himself. It's not his strength. So I think it's just like him trying to figure out ways to like be effective on offense. And now his three-point shot is not falling. So it makes it tough. So yeah. I think it's just questions to be, to be asked. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the starting lineup. I like Jeff Green in there. We'll see how it goes going forward. But maybe Gordon just didn't have the fire tonight. He has been sick recently. Non-COVID. Not non-COVID. Non-COVID. Non-COVID illness. <laughs> Let me just get that out there. Yeah. But he played sick against Utah, and I could tell during that game he just did not have it, even though he played a pretty good game. And then didn't seem like he really had it the other night against Sacramento. Yeah. So maybe he's still getting over that. I don't know but just didn't look himself tonight. Jeff Green looked really good off the bench. 16 points in 22 minutes, 6 to 10 from the field. Hit a three, got to the line five times. Jeff Green, the most athletic 35-year-old on the planet, almost had another poster dunk tonight. Couldn't get it to convert. Parton threw an audacious alley-oop attempt to his <laughs> yeah. 35-year-old teammate. It was. <laughs> like, F it. Yeah, it, it was uh, irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff went for it. Jeff, and he really should have converted it. Yeah, it was It was almost gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any other thoughts on Jeff Green Jeff tonight? Green looked great, man. He, like, um, he just, like, uh, that's what you're saying. Like, I mean, you know, sometimes it's good to put a better player on the bench because it can help the bench look better although the bench looked terrible so i don't even jeff green himself just looks springy he got yep. a, we got a couple of those like uh uh pick and power uh pick and roll uh plays with faku which right. we all love so much but him not enough like, for me no it's never enough for you i would say uh but <laughs> we'd true. like to see more i mean we would like to see more like that is that has shown itself to be a uh dominant pairing those yeah, two that's but they, how we got Two of the poster dunks against Sacramento off that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is cool and, and heartening to see that. So from that standpoint, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like him playing on the bench more mm -hmm. often. Like, I'm not anxious for him to get back into the starting unit, you know, mm -hmm. even if I, I would rather that uh, Aaron Gordon just kind of figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I like him with the, with the backup units. Like, he can score the basketball, and that second unit needs a score badly right now, especially with Bones Highland not making – I mean, not being the score. So having a guy that can get himself going, having a guy that could get out in the break um, and, and figure it out from that standpoint. Like with the starters, he just works well because he knows how to blend in. With the second unit, he's the creator, which he's looked really good at. So I'm with Eric. I think that there's no rush to put him back with the starters as of right now because he does answer something that the Nuggets desperately need. And there's a reason that the, the the bench unit is just not getting destroyed every single time. They're not scoring a lot, but he gives them the ability mm -hmm. to put some points up. So I think it was okay. It was it was not a bad game, and he has 16 points in, in, off the bench. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see Demarcus Cousins as the roller on the second unit maybe later this week. Stay tuned. I tr I really didn't think they did it enough tonight. I mean, obviously Jeff Green himself played very well, had a very good game. Yeah. But there, there were several moments where that bench unit was mired down, right? Just nothing. Oh, God. Just shooting threes. The worst. Like, the worst. Slow-mo through the muck. Oh. And we saw, like, two center floor pick and rolls between Faku and Jeff. Yeah. And I just kind of felt like, I, do that. Like, do that over and over again. J you know, 
before you give the ball to Bones right now, tonight, with the way he was playing. Yeah. So I would like to see more of it. But Wind is right to circle that dynamic with Jermichael and AG. Something to keep our eyes on, for sure. Yeah, maybe they can figure it out. We'll see. Let's hit Nikola Jokic's night real quick here. 22 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists. But, guys, he goes 8 of 21 from the floor. 38%. It's his worst field goal percentage night statistically of the season. Really? Yeah. 8 of 21. He didn't – man, in my memory, I don't remember him missing a bunch of shots, but I guess he did. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to argue with those numbers. Well, he had a lot of, like – um, he had eight offensive rebounds tonight, so yeah. there were some yoke misses, tips yeah. it back to himself, puts yeah, it back yeah, yeah. in, yep. so consecutives there. Yeah. He had tw uh, 18 rebounds, like I said, eight offensive rebounds, That's according absurd. to the box score. Yeah, so if you look at this box score, you see 22 points, 18 uh, rebounds, and six assists, you're going to say, Jokic is still destroying everybody, but this was a game, if you like, the guys that like watched it, this was not a great Jokic game. Not at was all. It? He, was, he was pretty much disengaged for the entire time. Definitely. Like, not really into it, making a lot of, like, wild passes, like, <laughs> that he really quarter. didn't care. Like, <laughs> he was just throwing the ball away. Um, like, I, I don't feel like at any point was he in takeover mode. Yeah. I, he just, like, kind of, I'm better than you guys, so it's going to work out, but. He's right. That was yeah. That was not a, a great Jokic game. Also, even on the, the rebounds, he went into that fourth quarter with about nine rebounds, like yeah, for yeah. the entire time. And then yeah. in, in in the very end, he just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna grab, grab every single board. Also, that comes. everyone missed everything. You guys yeah. are gonna miss. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. miss. I'm gonna grab the rebound and give our, our like give the team a, another chance. So it wasn't it wasn't a good Jokic game by any means for them to like squeeze it out and then him to still have a monster game. Yeah. You know, like stat wise, it's so silly. It just goes to show, like how how good of a player he was. Because you know, in the in the first Jokic, first four four seasons, when he had a bad night, he had a bad night. This was a bad night, and he had twenty two eighteen. Yeah, it, it was such a <laughs> weird game, man. Because I don't know about you guys, Denver came out tonight in the first quarter, and the first stint from the starters oh, was amazing. Dude, it, it, Harlem Globetrotters. It was stuff. unbelievable. The ball was. Hopping. Oh, I was getting, I was getting SUMG. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Denver's offense just had this crispness to the yeah. to it that you really haven't seen a ton this season. You saw it, I thought, against Sacramento at times, but everything was so crisp. The ball was moving. Everybody was moving. The ball was popping. Like they were getting great looks. There was such great pace to everything. And then after the starters exited. You didn't see that again for the entire game. The nope. entire game. So weird, man. I don't know what happened. Then the third quarter, they had a tough time getting Jokic the ball again. That's been a theme so this season. Obnoxious. It's so frustrating. Yeah. There was one. Get him the ball. It's like it's like watching a horror movie. And it's, you're oh, like, God. don't go into that door. And they just like, go into the door. There was a moment in the fourth where Austin does that cut to the free throw line, right? Where you do when they're fronting your center, because then it's a much easier pass and he's got the angle. And Austin starts to make that cut and then doesn't finish it. And they almost turned it over. So they annoying. looked so unsure of what to do in that moment. And I agree, not an MVP night from Jokic. Two plays in the first quarter. There was one where he tried that. We haven't seen this one yet. It was the no-look swing pass to the wing, not the corner, but the yeah. wing that he was almost parallel with. It's a ridiculous pass. Ridiculous pass. Disrespectfully <laughs> audacious. <laughs> Topped only by the disrespectfully apathetic pocket pass he threw to Faku three minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, dude, he's not bothered well, that, tonight. I know. that The thing, like, the Nuggets came out so hot and looked so good. 
that Jokic was getting like a eh, yeah, like they don't need me tonight. Fuck around and find just like you know like whatever. And then like and then it got to the point where like oh, we actually need you. He was like, uh, fine. And I, I I also think it's worth noting, and Wynn just hit this point, Jokic sometimes does that and then redeems himself with stretches in the third and the fourth, but Denver couldn't get him the ball tonight, so he never got to do that. There was still a stint where he hit like three or four shots in a row, like where we really needed it. Yeah, I mean, he was was Jokic. There's like nothing more hilarious than like uh, really trying to dissect Jokic's game and like be like, well... He didn't. He wasn't the greatest player to ever strap it on tonight. So yeah. he was merely the greatest player in this game by a long stretch on both. <laughs> Consider me unimpressed, good <laughs> sir. Yeah. The other weird part about Jokic's night, and we'll hit a break here in a second, but he didn't come back in the fourth until there were six minutes and forty-seven Yo. seconds left, and the score was tied at eighty-seven. I'm like. Michael Malone, did you forget you had Jokic? Is that a side effect of COVID? You forget you have your best player on your team? Loss of smell, Wait, loss careful. of taste, it's loss of joke Jokic awareness. Like, you've got Nico Jokic. Seven minutes left in the game. The I clock's ticking. Get him in the game. Yeah, yeah he must have just like looked over like, Jokic, do you want to go? And Jokic's like, let them figure it out, brother. <laughs> brother. Let them figure it out. Because brother. He's like, brother. I got to come. Yeah, then he saw that they weren't figuring out. He was like, okay, I'll come in and, and be like, me. I've got a full cup of Gatorade, brother. Let me, <laughs> let me finish that off first. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, yeah, like that really was shocking it for was him weird. to like come Very in weird. so late um, in the game. But, I mean, it, it worked out. It worked out. All right. Well, let's hit a break. We'll get to the rest of the game after we have this. To. You know what goes down easier than third quarters? Anything, the Vile High City Copper Lager. Uh, it does. The official beer at DNVR. And that's the official, well, I don't know if it's the official beer of the Denver Nuggets, but it's themed like it. It's blue. It's got the, oh. the, the Nuggets logo on there. Dude, I would say it was the primary cause of me getting pickaxed last night. <laughs> pickaxed? I woke up Bro. being... <laughs> Sure that I had been hit with a pickaxe in uh, my face. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, your, anyway, your life is just like one big branding does, opportunity. Yeah, that's so <laughs> you should see the tattoo I got. I'll show you later. Is it just wacky beef? <laughs> We're not with them anymore. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, if you want to call the farmhouse, get either their food or their booze, you can do that. Use code DNVR when you do to save $5. If you want to know where to find Mile High City Copper Lager, Try the Brett Beer Locator. Tell it where you live. Tell it what you're looking for. They'll tell you where to go. They're our friends. Use that code and uh, patronize their business, please. While we're on the topic of businesses that we want you to patronize, sexy pizza, guys. Patronize them. Oh, (laughs) but it's not patronize. Patronize. Well, what is it? No, no. You want to definitely not patronize. Yeah, patronize is not the word, but you are a, whatever. So sexy no, it's pizza. right. You're right. You're you right. want to be. You want to be a patron. You want to be a patron. But pa- being patronizing. I get it. Is all. You're right, guys. You're, you're, everyone's right. No, all no, right. One, no apologies required. Could to patronize be a verb? To patron. Uh, yeah, when you're in the process <laughs> of patroning something. Yeah, yeah you, Eric. You, Eric, yeah. ten seconds or less. How dope was the tailgate? <laughs> Dude, the tailgate was the dopest thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life, and it led me into an absolute alcohol-fueled uh, disaster uh, because it was such good vibes. I see some sexy pizza right I'm about to yeah, eat those there, are the, the, 10 we have feet residual, away from me. The, we have two residual things from the tailgate that are both it? sexy. That pizza, this guy right here. Oh, yes, go. you can <laughs> absolutely eat that. If somebody gave me a slice right now, I'd eat it on the show. Right now, the, uh, you don't have to come to the tailgate to get a sweet deal on sexy pizza right now. Our family can get 20% off their online orders using promo code SEXYDNVR. One more time, that's promo code SEXYDNVR. We came up with that promo code. We came up with that. Hit up Sexy Pizza, (laughs) tell them we sent you. Try their pies. They're delicious. All right, and we're back. 
Welcome back, guys. The DMVR Nuggets post-game lounge presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Nuggets get the win 99-95 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll have Adam Mares Skyping in uh, for the last segment to tell us what Michael Malone said in his first game back and what Nuggets stars of the game had to say um, after this one. Who do you think Adam, which one of us, when Adam logs on, does he take an unsolicited shot at for no oh, reason? Oh, me, 100%. Yeah, probably you. Yeah. Yeah. Something no, about you and drinking. That's there's my no, like, there's no, there'll be no hesitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been great tonight, but he doesn't know that. So he's, yeah, yeah he's but he's, right he's also it. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go through the rest of the starters here. Monte Morris. The weirdest part about Monte Morris's night, he was a plus 18 in 26 minutes, but he only played 26 minutes. Yeah. And Fox Composite, who we'll talk about, played 22 minutes. And like I just ended the first segment, talking about Jokic and when he came back into the game in the fourth quarter. Monte Morris didn't come back until there were four minutes and 26 seconds left in the game. And like I said, it seems like he played okay. He's a plus 18, only played 26 minutes. The offense got stagnant. There was a lot of turnovers from Faku, mm -hmm. you know, in this game. I thought that they was going to go to their, like, proven guy. I thought they you was going to go to someone that they trusted in, in those situations. Not really to you know, give them, like, offense or defense or anything like that, but just really just to slow the guys down and to take care of the ball. Mm. So I was actually questioning. I was like, is something wrong with Monte? Like, yeah, because there was there was a few timeouts that I was like, oh, yeah, he's calling a timeout just to make sure that he got gets Monte and Jokic back in the game. Jokes on and, you. And he still didn't do no, that. No, Monte is also the one guy, one of the few guys, I should say, that I feel confident being able to get Nikola Jokic the ball. Yeah, yep. for sure. Like, if there's one guy who can execute an entry pass, a bounce pass to get Jokic the ball, it's probably Monte Morris. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. Monte Morris is probably the winner of the MIP for the Denver Nuggets this season, right? Like, he's probably had the biggest... Oh, the internal MIP. The internal award. MIP. He's probably the most improved player for the Denver Nuggets this year, would you think? I mean, Jokic would yeah. be my next. I mean, well, Jokic yeah. was so good. Know, he was a literal MVP. I'm but you know what yeah. you mean. But like, I just mean um, Monte is always in, not Jamichael Green, not Jamichael Green not. or Austin Rivers. Uh, but he's always a guy that you've been you oh, feel good about and that feels reliable. But like, he's even more so. Like now, he's like taking it up to a level where his three point shot is lethal. Uh, and before it was like he, you know, it was mid range Monte. Like he would be. He would, any three-point time or any shot he would shoot from three would be short or long or yeah. whatever. Like, he was just went, wasn't part of his game. But, like, I don't know. Like, now... He was two of four from three to he nine. He was great. So, like, I, just to, to pile on to what you're saying, like, to not have him in the most important moments is strange. Like, yeah. I, I, I just have 100% trust in him now. My theory would be defense, and he wasn't great tonight, but that's also not different from any other Monte game. Like, he's just not a great defender. And he does still have the effects that you guys all described on the offense. And given that OKC struggles to score as it is, I would have made that swap. I thought he rode Faku too long tonight into that fourth. I, I just wonder if Monte was hurt or something. He did come up limping one, on uh, one maybe. play tonight. I think it was in the first half, maybe. But um, And then he didn't play well. I mean, the Stars didn't play well to start the yeah. third. He played 31 minutes against the Kings two nights ago, so I don't think it's a minute restriction thing. I wonder if he just wasn't feeling great. Hmm. I also just think that Malone likes to play Faku. You think? I, I think mean, that that's might true. just be it. Like he's like <laughs> breaking news. I think he was just like, let's see, so I could take out Faku, or 
And then you had no thought. I'm going to call a timeout and give him some rest so we can get back there and yeah. play some more. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the only thought was to make sure that sweet Faku got the rest required. Yeah. I mean, to talk about Faku's night, he was awful. Terrible. The minus 14, team worst. I thought he actually started out this game pretty well. He had a couple you know, nice plays in that first stint uh, with the bench just generating turnovers. He got a couple steals, but you know, he finishes the game with one point, 0-4 from the field, 0-3 from three. Yo. Eight assists, but three turnovers. They all seem like they were pretty costly, too. Just not a great night. Yeah, El Mago, the drunk magician tonight. <laughs> I, he was just trying to do way too much, and totally, I thought man. as things tightened up oh, in the man. second half... You know, rather than just try to run an offense, he was like, I will nutmeg four people at once. Right. He uh, had two nutmegs that went bad tonight. One bounced right off to Michael Green's hands. That was a good pass, but Green couldn't handle it. And then one just was a turnover. Um, and, yeah, I, I see a comment who not really appreciating the fucking criticism. Look, you guys should know by now. I'm the guy that loves him. But uh, I just didn't think it was a great night. And that's okay. That doesn't. I'm not saying yank him from the rotation. Uh, he did finish with eight assists, but his inability to score tonight, and I just thought he got too risky with it. Uh, I would have liked to see Monte out there in the fourth. I, sure. I don't think there's anyone, even Faku, who's going to look at tonight's game and say that it was a good game. Like, you have to criticize those type of things. The thing about Faku's game tonight was you remember the bad plays. Like, they just stand out. Um, the turnovers, like, he's really just forcing you yeah. know, passes at this point. Um, that makes it difficult. He was he was passing the ball really well. He's rota rotating the ball really well. So those things are still there. It's the other things when it comes to Faku. Can he score a basket? He goes 0 for 4 in the game. Can he knock down a 3? He goes 0 from 3 from, from the 3-point line. Then the missed layup was a missed layup, an actual missed layup. Yeah. Like, which is, like, his limitations is can he get it over bigger guys? That one he, he did. He just couldn't make it. So... It's it's never about if he's playing the right way because I, I really do think he plays you know the right way he he's a pass first point guard that gets everyone else involved but now is becoming a little bit scary because he's forcing every single pass he's nutmegging every opportunity <laughs> that he can yeah. he can get and a lot of the times it's to guys who are not like players that can actually see those type of things coming Jokic makes those type of passes so he can receive those type of passes Jeff Green. He's not ready for those type of passes. So now it's like, uh, know your personnel. Know the other guy that you're going to make that pass to and see if they're ready. A lot of times, guys just aren't ready. So Faku has to slow down at it's times. All, yeah, it's also like not every pass has to be some one-handed sidewinder <laughs> with spin on it and English. and You can just make a basic chess pass from time to time. Well, listen, as a person that watches games to be entertained, I appreciate the showmanship. I bet you Mondo. do. Um, you never get game. Yeah. By the way, that's the same showmanship that gets everyone on their feet in the oh, arena. And absolutely. we come on here and laud when it goes well. Yeah. Just pointing out that it didn't tonight. That's yeah. all. By the way, they won, which I kind of forgot. They did win. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, there weren't a ton of highlights no, from this were game. No, there were not. Um, I'm going to keep the vibes down by talking about this yeah. next guy. But Will Barton tonight, mm -hmm. another rough game, I thought. Yep. Only one turnover. It seemed like he had a couple, but just went 5 of 14 from the field. Here's a stat for you guys on Will Barton. The last time he shot above 50% in a game was December 9th, so <laughs> a month ago. And from December 1st on, you know, that's the only time he shot above 50% in a game. So his efficiency it just has not been there. Um, the quality of shots that he's getting is awful right now, I feel like. If he's taking a three, 
I still feel okay about Will sure. Barton shooting threes. Sure. But when he's getting into the rim and he's twisting and turning and trying to get these contested looks around the rim to go, he's not really getting foul calls, and he's missing those shots, it feels like, every time. The efficiency is, is not there, but the inconsistency is, is very much there. Like consistently he's, inconsistent. He's, he's consistently inconsistent. Like, that really is what's standing out. Like, he, he really he dribbles the air out of the ball like every single time. It just feels like he over dribbles um, a lot where the defense is able to catch up or where he's second guessing if he should make the, the, the pass to Jokic. Uh, you know, to his credit, I think that he gets the ball to Jokic maybe better than everyone else, especially in those situations. So I felt comfortable with him, you know, making those decisions late in the game to get Jokic the ball. But there's always that point where I'm like, hey, Will Barton is playing really good. And then I was like, I know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it comes oh, every yeah. single every time. time. <laughs> I've seen this move every single time. And he had that in this game where it was yeah. like, okay, you, you got to take Barton out because he's like, he's really pressing. He's really trying to do too much. I think he gets in his own head Dude. when he's playing well where he's like, I'm going to just keep this up. I'm going to win them over again. And it's like, no, no. Go back to being calm. Like you're, you're doing things well right now. Don't get to the point where you're going to just overplay or overdo it. And a lot of times he overdoes it. I, please. I was going to say, like, it's he started off great. Yeah. He, although, no, no, let me qualify this. He stole the first basket from Jokic, as far as I'm concerned. Son of a gun. Did it. He made a three-pointer. Well, he, he also, great. if you remember, he also yes. had a great first quarter against Sacramento the yes. other night, yeah. too, and then didn't do anything yes. the rest of the game. He started off great hitting shots. Nobody else was hitting shots. And the Nuggets were fired out of a cannon. A lot of that was, was Barton. But yeah. then he was great in the first quarter. But while it was happening, we were like, I cannot wait to see what he does to infuriate the Internet because yeah. right now it's going It'll great. Go. Uh, but it's coming, and I, don't, I can't wait to see what it is. You know what's funny, too, is I really thought it was just the third quarter was his undoing tonight in which he was heavily featured in those starters sucking. Um, <laughs> they did suck. I liked his approach in the second quarter. He got really hot in the first quarter, and he was moving the ball. He was passing the ball. Um, two things to be – by the way, I don't think he played well, but just to focus on some of the positives, he did this well in the Sacramento game. We saw a little bit of it tonight. I like the drive and dish, right? Yeah. Finding Jamichael, and yeah. that's fine because the Nuggets don't have anyone who's willing to drive and collapse he the did defense. That, yeah, he did that too. He got Gordon his best uh, dunk tonight by driving in deep, wrapping around, uh, mm -hmm. slinging out to him. Who but Gordon it, was then also doing the thing we wanted to do, which is drive to the basket. But you do just want someone to get in his ear and be like, hey, great first quarter. Now focus on the other stuff for three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I feel like all of these performances would look much better but the efficiency, it just, it does feel like he's reaching for everything right now. I'm just looking at Barton's game log from the beginning of the season. 8 of 14 against the Suns. You know, 5 of 9 against the Cavs. 9 of 16 against the Jazz. 7 of 12 against Dallas. I wonder if, you know, over the past month or so, he's looked at the talent around him and he's like, look, I got to do more. You know, I got to look to be that guy more. And I can... See why he's thinking that way. Sure. And in a way, he's right, but it just feels like he's overdoing it right now. And yeah. it's been that way for a bit. Um, the other two guys we got to talk about, and I think we can talk about them together Bones Highland and Davon Reed. We'll talk about Davon Reed getting a two way contract, too, because we haven't really. We talked about that a little in the pregame, didn't have a lot of time for it. But Bones, he was questionable coming into the game today. Gets cleared to play before tip-off this afternoon. He flew to OKC, apparently, today to meet the team. 
And he just did not have it tonight. And that was obvious from the first possession he was on the floor for. But he finishes 0-5 from the field, 0-3 from three. Zero assists, one turnover, nine minutes. He got benched in the second half for Davon Reed. And like you talked about pregame, Eric, a bit of a predictable game from Bones. Yeah, man. One good game, one bad game. Freaking Bones. Freaking Bones, man. No. Like, I am ready to devote my life to Bones. I'm ready to give him anything he asks for. <laughs> wow. I, Do you have the ring yet? Um, <laughs> we'll, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just say that I've made some purchases. Uh, but, like, then Bones has nights where you're like, Bones, uh, oh, can you just stop, stop being a rookie? Is it possible? Can you just stop being a goddamn rookie? Can you get stronger? Can you make better decisions? Uh, or can you just catch on fire shooting the ball? Like, it's so funny. Like, when Bones is, is going, he seems like he is two feet taller than he actually is. And on nights like tonight, he looks like a little like a, a little wee baby amongst <laughs> a bunch of trees. You like that death? <laughs> you just can't get anything going, dude. Like, everyone blocks him. He just makes bad choices. Bones! Don't make me return this ring. I uh, won't do it, but I'll wait for you. Bones, uh, Bones was benched in this uh, in this game. Yep, like he really was benched. Um, which you know, I think that's a, a shocker within itself because you know we know how much Malone um, loves to have Bones on the floor, but Bones didn't have it. He just did didn't not. have it in the game uh, on either end of the floor. I felt like OKC did a, a really good job of going at him. Like I feel like guys was putting him in the post. Guys were trying to score on him, and then on the other end. Um, Bones kind of has this like confidence complex where he's like, I'm going to go back at you. And right now his shot's not falling. So, you know, everything else seems to be down. Like he's a, he's a player of confidence. Um, and when things are well, it's really well. When things are, are bad, it's, it's super low. Uh, he didn't make any um, type of baskets and he's the second unit's score. He's the guy that they rely on. So when he doesn't have it going, they have to look for other guys to score. So, like, even though he's a rookie, there's a lot that is, like, expected of him yeah. every single night. That's I know. Why I expect it. That's why it can't be those inconsistencies. That's why it can't be nights where he just can't get going or score in yeah. any way. So, just got to find, like, a, a rhythm for him. Yeah. It's all about rhythm. I think that's the key word. And, again... I'm always at risk of belaboring the point because we talk about the Nuggets five days a week. It's, but, you well, know... I don't talk... Hard to hard not Anytime to I, you don't see me, I'm not talking. Um. <laughs> so when I every time I'm here, we're talking. And we're, all you're talking is done on camera, and it's about the Nuggets. <laughs> That's all I talk about. But I yeah. do too. think I someone in the comments <laughs> just said, you know, can't go too hard on Bones yet. From COVID to ankle, he hasn't been in the rotation. That's really it for me. Just the in and out, the in and out, the in and out. So I'm not surprised by Hell a yeah, lack dude. of rhythm. Um, I'm not. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, I, I want to say a lot of a lot of Bones' struggles. They probably had to do with his travel plans and also just that he's a rookie man like there's gonna be there are just gonna be some games where he doesn't look very good yeah. to me it's defensively that i yeah defensively it's really bad but hey i think we all prepared ourselves for that anyway yeah. i want to hit davon reed as well but let's hit a break first and then we'll get to the newest two-way player oh, on the Denver adam Mares. No. <laughs> oh. By the way, I agree with Danny D there. A win is a win. If we learn anything this a year, win is a win. it's to take them as they come. Not take them when you can. Lightshade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary. They've got 10 Colorado locations, soon to be 11. 
And you can also shop online. How convenient is that? Uh, we want to talk to you about Escape Artists. That's a brand that you can find at any light shade dispensary location. And they're the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. They pri prioritize quality and consistency. They've got ratios in one to one, 20 to one, 800 to 800 for psychos. Wow. Um, cream, they've got creams that penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort, non-greasy, non-staining, fast absorbing. They, this is one of the, the industry standards for topical marijuana brands. So check it out at Light Shape Dispensary and whether you're buying escape artists or just some traditional flower, that old school grass. Eric, oh, hell make yeah, sure you dude. use code DNVR, get 25% off. Not your first purchase, no. but each person. No one rides for free, but they get 25% off. 25% off. <laughs> <laughs> we good? We're it. Just one today. Wow. I believe we've got some super chats uh, percolating in the just, comment section. Uh, Percolate. Uh, 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 <laughs> nice wind. <laughs> Let's brew them up. Uh, Jack Bailey. The Nuggets might be the most bipolar team in, in the history of professional sports. Jack is correct. <laughs> I know. It's a bold claim, but he might be onto something. And that includes, uh, you know, teams that actually had bipolar players like Ron Artest on there. We're. <laughs> We yes. have stolen that uh, that mantle. So suck <laughs> on that, Meta. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jack. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, what else do we got here? Nick Trumbo says, anyone notice Barton struggles so much to hit Jokic on the pick and roll? Only seems to hit him on the pop. Always way too late. Shows how good Jamal was at it. I disagree with this. I think the issue is they don't go to that enough. Mm -hmm. I actually like Barton's ability to get Jokic the ball in the pick and roll. I just think that they are they don't run that action enough when things get tight. But that's just my... What do you think, Dev? Let's toss it to Dev. I, I think that you really actually nailed that. Thanks, Dev. Oh. I think you did so good at that. I have no response to that because you oh, did so damn good. Wow. Thanks, man. I don't think Dev was listening to what I don't think so either. My response to this super chat is I agree that... It does show you how good Jamal was at it. It's crazy. That's what I agree with. Jamal is great at it. Jamal is so good at that pocket yeah. pass. So, so good. That answer was perfect. It's the end. <laughs> Such a good answer. Uh, let's see. Intense unboxing? Um, assistant coach Popeye Jones should be assigned in rotation. Substituting more than two guys at a time should be better then gang substitution. Why is Malone bad at rotations? I didn't think they Rotation did. Twitter checking in here. I didn't think they did the hockey thing tonight, did they? No, they didn't. No, they, they, they staggered. They but staggered. Although... That is Malone's MO, though. If I can if I can uh, bring up a rotation quibble that I had tonight. Please. I don't know that you guys always thought. You always invite my rotation Always thoughts. down for some <laughs> rotation talk. Can't get enough. Uh, mentioned it earlier. Mentioned it again. Down the stretch, Faku, Rivers, Jeff Green... Jokic, Aaron Gordon, or maybe Barton was in there. Yeah, was anyway, it was five players that didn't play together at any other point during the night, and they were put together at the most high-leverage moment of the game and stuck with for a while. And it was so perplexing to me why, if not like just worrying about one player over another player, just why don't you have guys that were, were playing together previously that had some sort of like synergy? Very strange. Uh, but I did notice that we won. Yeah, we did get the win. Yeah, we did. Uh, do we have any more? Is that it? I think that is it. Oh, we have a super sticker. Hell yeah. Sheba dog, dog saying good job while raising his thumbs up. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, 
Yes. No super sticker has ever encapsulated our vibe more succinctly <laughs> than Sheba Dog putting a thumbs up. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys so much hey. for the super chats, as always. Uh, I think we're planning on talking to Adam Mars soon, sometime soon, about what the Nuggets had to say after this one. Haven't heard from him. So Does Adam know that? Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, like I was saying before the break, uh, real quick, before we go to Around the Association, I want to hit on Davon Reed real quick because the one transaction that has actually become official <laughs> is that Davon Reed is now on a two-way contract. Peter Cornelly, uh, God help him, back to France, cut, waved. You know he's back to France. Probably. Maybe he loved Denver so much. Maybe he's going to make this you his think he's, home. Maybe he loved Grand Rapids so much. He's Gotta, just setting up shop in Grand oh, Rapids. Yeah. Uh, well, he was also Lakewood. in Denver for some time. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Dude, right. Peter Cornelly. I mean, the story of Peter Cornelly is one that started years and years ago. <laughs> it really did. He was drafted. The long and winding tale. <laughs> the long and winding road. I do think that he would have been more likely to stay if he would have had uh, the missing E in his name. Peter. Instead. Well, his name Petter. is not actually Peter. It's Pet. It's Pet. Pet Cornelly. Wait, really? Yeah. Why have we been calling him Peter? Because we're not <laughs> French, guys. Because oh. we, we see his name. Who's and we not say, French? Yeah, what? Dev, Dev is Serbian and French. <laughs> I do forget that. that you are Mr. Worldwide. Everybody. I'm everything, actually. And shout out, by the way, quickly, to Keith West. Super fan. Came up here on Friday. Asked if I would give him a shout out. I just did that. Fully interrupted the show to do Keith. it. Keith, you're welcome. Oh, Keith, Let's go. Keith, the least sexually boy. attractive name in the history of names. <laughs> well, Keith. then, if that's the case, then <laughs> that's Keith a family needs, guy. Keith joke, needs not to change his name because uh, <laughs> then that does not match. That is a sexy, sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously though, Davon Reed on a two-way deal. Do you like it? Yeah, you have to. Right. My question would be, and I'm not trying to rag because these guys had a rough week. Like, what was the point of the Peter Cornelly two-way, you know? Um, so it's a valid question. It is. Because he did not look good all season in the G League. And even Marcus Howard, you could say, like, all right, well, we've seen something, right? Maybe you don't personally love this, but you he's contributed at the NBA level. With um, with Pet, with Peter, there was no uh, – <laughs> there was really no reason – there was an upside either, right? And he didn't yeah. seem playable yet at the moment. So maybe a goodwill play. Obviously, they did draft him. Um, but it was sort of like, why not sign Davon Reed to this contract in the first place? My read would probably be not Davon Reed. Nice. Um, my read on the situation. <laughs> my read would be Davon. <laughs> I think there's probably a couple components. One of them might have been, look, we're entering this season without a backup center. Sure. Peter Cornelly yeah. is a backup center. He's not, you know, your traditional rim protector, but... 6'11", he's athletic, showed some stuff in France last year. Maybe he can be, you know, a backup that we play 10 minutes a game, not this year, but next year. Maybe we can mature him and, sure. and ramp him up to that. Uh, my other indication is he's he was a prospect in the Nuggets system. They drafted him at one point in the second round. He improved to where he was a pretty good player in France last season. They wanted to reward that and brought him over because of that. Those are my my two two reasons I think it could have been. And we are far more concerned about two-way slots than we probably would have been yeah. in a different timeline. <laughs> us us covering the Nuggets, like we care way more about two-ways than 99% of media people covering the rest well, of the and, and like in previous and years, it. we would never talk about them. 
Yeah. Now, because well, yeah, the team all, was there. I know. Yeah, now, yeah. all we talk about is the last three guys on the right. bench. Exactly. Because it's this the goddamn year. Everyone's out. You actually have to rely on guys like that you don't. There's names I can't remember already. And it just is a, a revolving doors of guys. Uh, so it is crazy. Uh, I mean, in the end, it, you know, it all works out. I do. I liked the story of Petr. Piet Cornelay, I wanted it to work out. I like the idea that we draft somebody. You can say Peter. I use Google Translate once. I don't know if that's how it. Yeah, you really threw me off with that. I feel like I know that's that's a bombshell that you just dropped. Absolute bombshell. Also, P E T R is Czech, not French. So my bad. Man. Wow, another bombshell. <laughs> Just Brendan Vote dropping Dude, bombshells. Vote bombs. Vote bombs. Vote My bombs. lord. Uh, with Dave on Do you Reed. have anything else? No. <laughs> he got his hands behind his head. <laughs> wow. With, with Dave on Reed, um, like, I don't think that this was like a, a good game for him. Um, and also, it's like alluding back to what Adam had actually brought up a couple of games ago where he does take some tough shots that we did not – see early on like I can't remember the last time we spoke like glowingly about Devon Reed um, not to say that he's like playing bad because he's only playing you know eight minutes in the game um, but like right now he's starting to look more like a two-way player um, so it makes sense that he's on the actual contract but I think it was a good day you know for him to to not have to figure out two ways every single time or the team not to have to figure out if they're going to have him or not or um, someone's going to poach him yeah so like he worked super hard for this moment i'm glad that he he got it to pay off for him yeah a lot of people asked me today why the nuggets went with davon reed over lance stevenson because lance stevenson's been blowing up with indy with indiana and davon reed's had some good games with denver but hasn't had you know that maybe one signature game yet and I think a reason, actually, is that Davon Reed was eligible for a two-way deal. Lance Stevenson was not, you know? Mm. Like, you can only give a two-way deal to guys who oh. have played for three years or less. And Davon Reed's played for three seasons. This is uh, his third. And Lance Stevenson has obviously played more than that. So it's not like he was eligible for a two-way deal. And I bet Denver was looking at it and saying, all right, let's get you know him on a 10-day, and then maybe a two-way is going to happen down the line so I, I think that was a reason as well it makes sense and yep. he, uh, he had uh he had two or three like pretty important steals in this game dave Henry did yeah like, he, he came did. in and he he got in and did the exact things that yeah. landed him a two-way deal exactly you know and you know i i in my heart believe that lance stevenson and austin rivers are at their heart the same player like i think that oh, yeah. lance stevenson <laughs> is coming in he's heating it up but like there's going to be some moment where they're like oh right Davon Reed making us dance yes. out of uh, out of this lineup. The, the Nuggets have Davon Reed now because I think they have an idea that he's going to be on this team for a couple years. Lance Stevenson, I I don't think Denver necessarily put him on their G League team with the hope that he's going to be a player for the Nuggets down sure. the line. You know? He's playing well though. He's, he's playing, playing well. well. He's playing well. He could definitely help the Nuggets right now, yeah. but. Uh, I but think, also, so does Reed's perimeter defense. Like, yes. We don't need to go so far. And people loved that pickup as well when it happened. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we go around uh, the association? ADA? Have a good night, Patrick. I know that's your cue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around the association, guys. Let's freaking go. Um, I want to start with the Mavericks and Bulls and Kale I sent you a tweet that we should pull up on the screen it's not a good tweet I'm not happy about it 
Um, but this was Jalen Brunson after tonight's game. Um, he was asked about F. the vibes, and he said they're immaculate. I want the Mavs in a playoff series so badly oh, right now. Dude, we wanted the immaculate off last yes. year. We need the Mavs in a playoff <laughs> series. The only thing is that we would be literally playing for vibes the owner of vibes. we could right. we could surrender vibes there forever. there would be a lot at risk in that series the most we'd ever what's the most you've ever lost out of coin flip a western <laughs> conference like a western conference finals <laughs> is the most the nuggets have lost in the playoff series but losing the, the vibe forever would be potentially more consequential you fold up the franchise right yeah i don't know what i would do without vibes like, <laughs> and i'm full of them Here's the other thing. Have the vibes ever really been immaculate in Dallas? I mean, I know they've won some games. No, they don't They don't even know what immaculate vibes are. That's not a I feel bad team. for them, to be honest. Yeah, come on. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Make them win. Great. Um, but the Mavs did beat the Bulls tonight, 113-99. to <coughs> Jalen Brunson had a nice game. Luka had 22-14-14. Yeah. Um, you know what? We can go to Adam. Go. We can get we can get back to around the association after. Oh yeah, there he is. Let's go around coming the Adam. at us, coming to us from an isolation room somewhere. I he assume it's in his house, right? <laughs> What's going on, man? Can you hear us? No, we can't hear you. Are you there now? Yeah, yeah. there we go. Right. Hey, <laughs> how's it going, man? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. We're doing good. A win is a win. A win is indeed a win. What did Michael Malone have to say about this one? <laughs> hey, did you talk to the players? Are you okay? Is everything right? showing up? Is fire in your house? I was just brought on here and then nothing. All right. I'll tell you guys what happened uh, in the post-game pressers. Michael Malone, he talked to the media. Uh, he said, we get in trouble defensively when we ball watch. In the second half, we were great about that. Or in the first half, we were great about that. In the second half, not so much. On Austin, somebody asked him if Austin Rivers needed confidence, and I like this one. He said, I think we all need confidence. Hmm. Hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone on earth just needs confidence. So I like that. that. I, I, maybe he, he, he also called him the Bud Light player of the game, or maybe the El Mayor Tequila player of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Malone just doing altitudes work for him, for them right now. <laughs> he really, he really is. He, <laughs> He's he the entire a... marketing department at that's Altitude. Like, that's like one of those things you're like, that's funny. Is it racist? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had that thought except you. Except <laughs> you. Um, he said that Austin Rivers was the defensive player of the game. Wow, thought, back to back. But then he thought, you know, he was the offensive player of the game too. <laughs> I guess All that's around. true as well. MVP. Uh, but he did mention this, and I feel like he was throwing it out just for you guys. He says, the big thing with Austin is sometimes he just needs to catch and shoot, which I thought was good. No hesitation. Mm, no kidding. Stuff. Yeah. Never um, jab stuff. We agree. <laughs> he does say that teams are daring them to make shots right now and that, you know, it is one of their big challenges right now is trying to figure out when, when guys are doubling Jokic so hard, you know, how to take advantage of that. And he just... You know, he seemed a little frustrated with it, but he just said it was a little bit of everything. Guys cutting, guys reacting, the high, looking for that high-low, all of that stuff all in real time and then being ready to shoot. And then, of course, he was asked about DeMarcus Cousins. He was asked pregame, and he did a nice job of, of saying, hey, I can't talk about that. In the postgame, he kind of said, like, this is how you guys know that this is a thing that's just going to happen. He says, if DeMarcus comes to Denver, I'd look forward to reconnecting with him. But credit to Tim Conley for continuing to find ways to make our team better. He's not content. He's always looking for new ways. So, 
Um, that was as far as he would go into tampering, though. Yeah, it's. it's I think um, there was maybe some hope but that the Cousins signing would be official by the time the game ended, but doesn't sound like it is. So I don't think this will happen, but if, it, if they don't sign DeMar- Cousins until fr- uh, Thursday, there's a chance that at the end of this 10-day, we will see Boogie versus Bowl. <laughs> the wow. Boogie Bowl? Oh, my God. <laughs> No, well, I think it's actually a, a good point because they go to L.A. and play the Clippers and they have the homestand. So if Cousins is in Denver meeting with Tim Connolly today, maybe he just stays in Denver, gets set up there and then is available for the homestand starting Thursday. I don't know. I also think you should be able to tamper on 10 days. Like, who cares? Also, you know? coaches can't tamper. It's not tampering. Only executives can tamper. Coaches talk about other players all the time. That's true. (laughs) Well, I okay, it's a gray area nonetheless. Uh, Austin Rivers, guys, he got the podium game, of course, when you're the best offensive and defensive player. Um, He talked about to be in the game at the end of the game as a player. That's what you want the most. He, he, uh, you know, Austin Rivers so good at doing this, like doing these press conferences. He says, "I'm a guy who loves pressure, and the pressure goes up at the end of games. That's when it's at its best." Um, He did say his favorite play. He was asked this on by Vic Lombardi on the court about that up and under. He said uh, mm. if he felt like he was 22 year old, uh, years old again. Um, but on a serious point, he did say that his thumb has really been bothering him lately, ever his since thumb? the Warriors game. Yeah, okay. His thumb, yeah, okay. His thumb has been bothering him, and he says, um, you know, it's really jacked up. He's trying to do his best job that he can. He was supposed to, this is crazy, he says he was supposed to sit out four to six weeks, but the team doesn't have bodies, so he just soldiered on. So. Um, allegedly, this injury is bad enough that he sh- he should he should have been out. And that's really, wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I think honestly, it puts into context this whole season. Like we talk about a lot of guys yep. where they bank this or that. Like I think a lot of guys would take a week off. I mean, Aaron Gordon. Yep. You guys talked about him, but my God, I mean, he looks like he definitely could use another week or two off. So um, that's just the the state of the union with the team. Uh, I, I love this part. When he talked about getting a chance to close the game tonight after having a good game, he says, one thing you can say about Michael Malone is that he is fair. And I thought that was an interesting comment, just, just the fairness of him. And he says he trusts he trusts guys, and if you're having a good game, you're going to stay in there, you're going to close. Um, so I thought that was nice. You know who um, disagrees? Rodney Magruder, counterpart in the trade, Bull Bull. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But that's why I thought it was so interesting that that comment came today. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, he doesn't believe he needs confidence. He says, I've been playing too long to lose confidence in myself, uh, which I thought was great. Um, but then here's the, here's the here's the money quote, you guys. And, you know, Austin Rivers, he knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, Austin Rivers, I love his post-game podiums, but I the more I'm in him, the more I'm like, this is a guy that knows exactly what to say. To yeah, no kidding. Like, like, he knows how to get the retweets, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what he <laughs> says about Jokic. He sees the craziest defenses. I don't know who gets doubled like that. He mentioned Joel Embiid and him, the only two guys. As soon as the touches... It, uh, he has a swarm of guys around him, and he's got to make the right read every time. It's got to be incredibly hard. The big fella's the MVP. He does it every game. Yeah. So there's your, there's your he, I mean, he's totally right. Like, Jokic plays through so many double and triple teams, so many just arms flying everywhere, contact getting fouled on yeah. every play. Like, say, it's and, wild. And he is the one player in the league that is they're not allowed to call a foul for. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he also touches the ball so many times. So having to make the right decision right. when you touch the ball so many times, yeah. like you're going to have mistakes. You're going to have turnovers and things like that. So, And also the defense, their whole priority is to stop you or to make your life difficult. So that's a great quote. Yep. Uh, Jokic spoke, um, didn't talk for too long. He said he thought the defense was really good tonight, um, especially in the first half. First half, he thought they were really good. Second half, he didn't feel like anybody moved, got real stagnant. Um, he was asked about double teams, and he said, yeah, today they doubled me. And just almost so casually, as if they don't double him every single night. Um, <laughs> Dude, they, like, triple you. <laughs> he, was, he was asked about J- Jermichael Green starting, and he said, quote, I love to play with him. And went on to say he's a great player, great guy, and made it sound as if he would actually prefer playing with J. Mike in the starting lineup. Take that. I don't. I'm putting that last part, those words, in his mouth. But it's certainly to me. You can go back and watch the tape if you want. It seemed to be implied that uh, in his answer. So take wow. that for whatever you will. Really oh. loves J. Mike, man. He loves he really J. Michael. It's yeah. gonna keep him in Denver. I need a J. Mike visit the Sombor so badly next summer. Oh my God. I just need that, man. <laughs> Dude, if Jermichael's agent is smart, that thing's in the works already. Yes. You oh, get a lifetime so deal. True. Yes. I can't wait. Jermichael Green's going to be on a gel and beer commercial here very soon. I can't wait for it. <laughs> um, they asked about how they could generate looks when everybody's attacking the paint, and he answered that he thought Faku attacking is their best bet. Um, when he gets to the middle of the paint, he can find open guys. It's the easiest way to find open threes. Um, so kind of interesting comment. I don't – you know how it is with Yoke. Sometimes you don't know how, like – like if if he was saying that's the only way to generate or what it was a bit a little bit confusing. He did say though that with J Mike rebounding is such a big part of our basketball culture, um, and he provides a lot of that. I did put um, Alexander Zizic. You know, you guys know he gets Serbian questions from time to time. Jokic gets asked one today, and as he gets asked it, he goes like this. I put it through the uh, Google Translator. Do you guys want to hear what I Google Translate? Yeah, no, nope, please, nope, move it along. <laughs> okay, fine. That's the the no, I want to no. hear it. I want to hear it. Don't listen to that guy. <laughs> Google Translate says the question was, "It's that yours is a communication with him." So yes, this is always good to have lots of years together. And then his answer is, "This one we understand each other, and this one should say easier when you know what that man's name is ready for any situation that a game can bring in your play." Hell yeah. Is he talking about Malone? <laughs> Eric, Eric was right. That was not worth reading off. <laughs> <laughs> Is he talking about like his wife? His horse? Uh, I, Malone? I thought maybe it was about Jermichael Green. I think it's uh, Jermichael I, Green, yeah. I, I think huh. it was about Jermichael and yeah, I don't know. Oh, did Jokic do this when um, when PR said his name? Because sometimes it gives them a hard time about their inability to say Alexander's name. Yeah, yes, yes. Correct. That's what it yeah, was then. Right That's right. what it, right. when you see those visible reactions, he's reacting to Denver PR butchering the name. There you go. Yeah, he was very unimpressed apparently. So. Um, that's it from today. Everybody seemed in good spirits. Nuggets got an ugly win. Um, I don't know what a pretty win looks like. That's a good point. I don't remember. <laughs> Not many of us. I mean, maybe Sacramento was as pretty of a win as we can expect, and that was far from pretty. No. Dude, we're, we're garbage people now. Yeah. Like, we, uh, we eat garbage and we live in it, and so pretty wins aren't for us. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Feel better, Great, man. Great uh, silhouette of him there. Yeah, man. Does, does he, is he setting the light to hostage setting or what? Like, what's? Yeah, he, I think he wants people to feel sad for him or something like that. Because I'm looking yeah. at that and I'm like, what's going on here, yeah. man? Like, can you? Yeah, just as a favor to the four of us here on set, 
No one feel bad for Adam. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what don't I'm do what that. I'm excited about, based on what Adam said there, maybe this is a little bit of a litmus test for how much pull Jokic has in terms of lineups and whatnot. Because if Malone goes to Jokic and he's like, what do you think about moving Jeff Green into back into the starting lineup? And Jokic is like, no, I like playing with Jamichael. Yeah. I wonder if it's Jamichael. I'm kind of excited to see what happens. I think that Jokic is such an unselfish player that he's like, what do you think works best or how do we get this guy going? So I think it's more so Jermichael Green hasn't been working in that second unit and he probably asked why or he, he understands why and he's like, okay, let's put him with the starters and give a different look. So I think right. that that's just the type of player that Jokic is. And, you know, like there's, there's other, you know, divas around the league. He's not one of those. So he's going to do what's right for the team. Yeah. Um... We've gone long. We're well over an hour, so I think we should probably wrap up. Yeah, unless what? There's one around the association point. Right, there is. Okay, let's, let's do it. An abbreviated Tatum. around the association. Clay Thompson is back. Uh, he had probably the coolest return I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I've never really seen an entire community. Jamal Murray watched it. I heard <laughs> over his own team. Um, but in all seriousness, like the Warriors, I would have watched Clay Thompson's return over I that wish third I quarter could, as well. Kind of. <laughs> uh, the whole Warriors showing up in Clay Thompson jerseys. Uh, Draymond gets the start just to be on the court with him, even though he couldn't go tonight. Just a really cool moment. By the way, uh, Clay has 17 points, seven of 16 shooting. He came back as a gunner. <laughs> I love 16 it. 16 shots in 19. Oh, gotta respect it. Gotta respect He's it. back. And the Warriors are probably going to beat the Cavs. Warriors are going to be really good. Spoiler alert. Yeah, the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship. We're all wasting our time. Uh, let's go. Oh, there are other good teams, but they're yeah. one of them. Yeah. All right, guys. Hell of a show. Good Hell job, a everyone. Show. Hell of a show. Good job, what guys. What was the difference tonight? <laughs> I tried to put my finger on it. Oh, you know what it was? We had Kale instead of uh, Allie producing. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's it was. It. That's yeah. right. And that's there's, the there's leftover sexy pizza, which just I'm makes the whole up. room better. I could go for some leftover <laughs> sexy pizza. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Take it easy. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees, so you can use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee at MSU Denver Online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester. So no matter what type of student you are, no matter what type of schedule you're working, check out MSU Denver Online today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.